Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unlicensed Podcast, episode fuck knows what. And <laughs> today we're joined by... Uh, I'm Gabe, and we have a guest, which is... Hi, I'm Kate. There we go. So, Odin, Gabe, and Kate. This is going to be an interesting episode, because we're going to circle back to the first episode where we talked about nightclubs. And I've got a little list on my screen, which is, like, three thing, four things. Female jobs, clubbing part two, electric boogaloo, choices, and drinking. So before we go into this, how is everybody? Brilliant. Absolutely. I'm on five cans of monsters, three cans of cider, and a lot of alcohol. I'm trying to and I have not eaten for a stupid amount of time. <laughs> so we've we've been like talking for like the past four hours basically playing cod zombies here. Um I've got a bottle of Bacardi that's half not half empty, nearly gone. Uh, I'm drinking vodka and coke and uh, I've also got cider. So this is gonna be an interesting one because I am morph than I have been for the rest of them. Um <laughs> So, uh, Gabe, how's your day been? Yeah. Well, okay, so I've been starting to play... Uh, me and Odin have been playing uh, Cyberpunk recently, and they, it, it's so broken. One of the first cutscenes, everybody's T-posing in it. It's still that broken. It's so bad. But, as well, did you... You know when you were creating your character, there was so much detail. I was on call to Kate at the time when I was creating my character, and so you can choose body type A and body type B. Mm-hmm. Body type A is a male body. Body mm-hmm. type B is a female body. Mm-hmm. So you'd think that would be the end of that kind of thing. No. No, it's not. When you choose body type um, A, you go down and there is something that says penis. You can change <laughs> and... it to vagina, yep. That, no. I bet no, 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 no. No, you can have uncircumcised, <laughs> circumcised, and then vagina, and then none. So if... you know what? I respect CD Project Red for that. That shit is hilarious. They went all and the way then... in. And then you can choose size. <laughs> it was expected as in like you could choose it without being like gendered, but it was way too graphic for what you needed. It was the honestly, game's gratuitous I, in its graphic sort of nature. Yeah. It was it's perfectly done. It's perfectly It's perfectly done, done except for the rest of the game's broken. If they spent as much time <laughs> on that as they did the game, it'd be fine. I don't think the size as they did for anything else, then it would be great, but otherwise. <laughs> if they spent as much time designing that vagina as they did designing the rest of the game, it'd be fine. <laughs> I actually think the dicks are like better looking than the vagina. Have you, have you actually did you actually you look can't... at it? Yes I did. It's so bad. <laughs> You can you can choose what pubes you have as well when they've got designs Wait, for can pubes. you? Yes, use the design for the pubes in the game, and what the, they've put so much effort into that. Like you so can bad. count the you can count the hair follicles, <laughs> the peach fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm I'm gonna host this episode as best to my ability as I can. It it's not gonna go well. I'm gonna point that out now. But if you end up seeing this beautiful viewer then um please don't beautiful viewers please, please don't not watch anymore so um did kate did you cut your hair or something <laughs> are you kidding me for, for context for context kate has recently kate has had like long hair for like the majority of her life and she's recently decided she wanted to donate hair to charity so that is what that is for your context kate as well as everyone else's what were you saying kate I said I cut off 13 and a half inches and my flatmates didn't even notice. They walked in the kitchen with my hair on the floor and knew nothing was different. God, Odin, you wish you had 13 and a half inches, didn't you? Yeah, it's like three times the size of yours. Mine or Odin's? How the fuck do you- what? 
I meant Odin's, I haven't seen yours, Gabe, but... Good. I, I now need to I'm do some glad. because I still think I'm quite big. <laughs> <laughs> what is... Man, this pulls out a ruler. 4.3 inches, that's bigger than average. It's just under average, because the average size is 5 inches. Wait, let me Google that. Is it? I feel like point, Hang on a minute, 4.3 inches, that's not average, and if the average I can't is 5. 5.1 inch. That's the average size according to Google. 5.1 inches. So it's only like. It's that's only. It's less than an inch shorter. That's disappointing. What, 5.1 inches? I mean, you still yeah. multiple times. What are you on about? Let's not go into this right now. <laughs> I think it was the same text me and Odin dated. <laughs> yes, so me and Kate have dated in the past. Um, anyway, that doesn't matter. Let's, so what's let's, today's uh, topic? <laughs> Let's yeah. Let's go into a topic that we have for today. <laughs> I think a good one to start on is drinking. So, what is your guys' favorite drink? Whiskey and mead. Whiskey and yeah. or vodka orange. What kind What's of whiskey though? What kind of whiskey okay. though? Wait, wait, wait! Before we go into that, like Gabe, one or the other. Okay, whiskey with a with a with a um. What's it called? Uh. uh... Called. I don't know. <laughs> called, well, you have a side of something. Um, oh, fuck. You mean like whiskey on the rocks? No, 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 no. Whiskey on the rocks is whiskey with ice. No, I mean like you have a drink and then a different drink. Usually like a liquor and then a beer. Chaser. Chaser. That's it. Whiskey with a chaser. For me. Oh, whiskey with a chaser. Okay. <laughs> so then, what's your favorite chaser? Mead. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I. <laughs> so yours is vodka orange cake. Or... Mine's orange if I'm out, like, clubbing. If, if I'm sat in a pub, it's whiskey and coke. What kind of whiskey? So your, your, your pub drink is whiskey and coke. My like, pub drink is whiskey and coke. See, my pub drink is cider. I can't I drink cider. Can... Yeah. You got me um, Matt Smith as a duck. I did, and a, and a cat as well. It's <laughs> duck. Oh, I'd love that. Um, those little, like, little duck tubers or whatever. What are they called? The Rubber squidges. duckies. No, I know the rubber duckies, but what's the name for the brand? Because there's a name. I for have the no clue. No idea. Oh, God. you've got the box somewhere, surely, right, Kate? Okay. In my room back home. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, what is the worst thing someone could give you to drink? I can answer for Gabe. I feel like he can answer for me as well. Gabe's is old Rosie. No, gin. Because he skulls the whole thing. <laughs> no, I take I take old Rosie or gin. Gin's horrible. Gin, I love gin. I, I, gin. I so my my Gin's drink wild. of choice, my drink, my drink of choice is probably gin. Your lemon. twink of choice. My twink, my twink of choice. <laughs> is probably, it's probably it's probably gin and lemonade. I think that's a good one to go on because I can I can drink two whole bottles of gin and just start feeling it. It's it's quite impressive. Uh, <laughs> significantly, yeah. Yeah. I feel like by that comment, we should be concerned about you. Yours is cider. You can't drink cider. Or gin and tonic. Would it be lager? I can do lager. I cannot. I cannot drink lager. I, I drink a lot of lager at work. It tastes like piss water. That it is, does. That it is does. Water. Yeah, it's like beer tastes of bitter, like nothingness. Lager tastes like piss. Yeah, yeah. I, I second that. Free alcohol at work, I'm drinking it. I mean, fair the enough. Same. Fair enough. I drink a lot of old fashions at work. I'd take a cider, though. Ooh. Why would you do that? Okay, here's a good question. Do Kate, do you know what inches is? It's not size, but inches. Inches is the general measurement. 
No, it's no, it's a, it's a, it's a cider. This shit's come out of nowhere and it's been banging. So for for context, Gabe's showing us a can of inches cider backwards. But there you go. It came. It genuinely came out of nowhere, and I found it in my local shop the other day, and we just started drinking it. It tastes like apple juice. It doesn't taste like cider. You can attest to this, right, Gabe? Yeah, no, it doesn't taste alcoholic at all. It it just tastes like apple juice, and I we've sunk so much into it. Like last pod, uh, the last podcast we recorded, I was drinking like two cans of it on the go. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this this is lethal. Um, what is your guys' best top-up drink? So if you're like getting drunk and you're like getting at a good level, what do you drink to stay at that level? Vodka shots. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I mean, it takes me like what, like eight liters of cider, two whiskey shots, and something else to get me to drunk levels. It's one bo- one bottle of old, old rosy downed, which is a no. But it wasn't just old, it doesn't just it wasn't just old rosy. We drank it beforehand as well. It like, was I, it, it was a bottle of old rosy and two cans of cider. It was and three. It was three because we drank no, we drank one before. It was two. It was two. It cans was three. Of cider, we drank one in the morning. Whiskey. It was two shots of whiskey. Oh, okay. Okay. Two shots I'll, of whiskey, I'll, three cans of cider, and a two liter bottle of old rosy. I'll give you that. And if they've listened to the previous podcast to whenever this one's released. Because this is like a full back one, right? Yeah. Hmm. So, if they listen to the one where, where Ben is first introduced, they'll hear the story of you and how you got really drunk. So go check that out if you haven't already. <laughs> um, uh, so, what would you guys say my worst drink to drink is, other than lager? Hmm. Fuck orange from your reaction when I gave you some of mine. Honestly? Probably anything you can't taste, so like rum and coke. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, so this is this isn't bad because I don't like it. It's bad because I get really drunk off of it because I can down them. Like he gets like three, like in the span it takes me to drink a can. Like trying to go slowly. Bear in mind. Yeah. Like I could down a can real easily, but he makes me go slowly to get to level the playing field, and then he's just drank three, <laughs> like either vodka and cokes or rum and cokes, and he's out. They are. I but... can't drink tequila. I could drink like, tequila. Uh, yeah, I feel like Odin physically can't drink tequila. No, I could drink tequila. I can't. Yeah. I, I can drink tequila if there's slammers. I can do slammers. Just just what about Gabe. Uh-huh. Do you remember that night at yours? Yeah, and we me and Ben did three shots. shots. Yeah. But we made a drink with a lot of stuff in it. I can't remember what was in it. It was tequila, vodka, rum, and gin, I think. I shot it, and you guys were like, why did you do that? And then I grabbed a lime and ate the whole thing. No, 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 we put lime in it, and that's why I couldn't drink it, because lime's a gag and let my tongue burn off. That's why I couldn't take it. Did we put lime juice in it, or did we just We did, yeah, no, we squeezed, we squeezed lime in it and around it. We, we, um, we rimmed it and put it in. And then you took what was left. You took, like, the other half of the lime and just went, ah, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Honestly, if, if you don't like drinking, make sure you've got a lemon or a lime near you just to bite into, so then you just don't taste anything else. It's, it's honestly a good strategy. I Unless, you know, it. you're allergic to it. Yeah, that's a bit of an issue. Yeah, make sure there's a pineapple nearby if Kate's with you. Alright, I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. The can take it. I will have it. I will be ill for the rest of the day, but I will have pineapple. Don't, don't even test me. I love pineapple so much. So I'd rather not, personally. My my last question for this topic is, 
what is the worst drinking story you guys can come up with? Like that you probably Becky's. I haven't had many bad ones. You know exactly what mine is, but I feel like I'm gonna choose another one. Okay, you choose another one. Um, Gabe, what's yours? Becky's. Tell us the story. <laughs> I don't think I need to. It's already been told. Oh, if we've already said it, then choose a different one. I can probably, do mine. Probably the night we got we got like we drank so much and we did the therapy together, but it was at yours. Therapy at my, that was Christmas for me. Mm, yeah. Boxing day. No, it was it was Christmas day because you came around to my. It house wasn't Christmas day. Then it was Boxing Day. It right? was probably we Boxing went, Day. We went home the day after Boxing Day. Then yes, no, you did. You went immediately home. I had we to wait watched, outside yours to watched, get picked up. We watched on a date with Markiplier. No, yeah, no, we did. We watched the Valentine's one. Yeah, that is on a date with Markiplier. And then we also watched um, Markiplier play FNAF. Yes, and you went to sleep, and I couldn't change it, so it just kind of went on and on and on to different <laughs> things. It wasn't just my no. It changed from Markiplier to a different, completely different thing. I couldn't turn. I couldn't like change it, so I just turned it off. Oh. <laughs> you were passed out in Coma Corner. What did we drink that night? Uh, mm. oof. it was Kraken, uh, Bacardi. No, I, I don't drink. We don't. We don't buy white rum. No, it, there was definitely there was a big two little bottle of Bacardi. I remember buying it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't drink a lot of Bacardi. I'll be honest. I drink. I drink dark rum or spiced rum. Um, okay, what's your story then? Because you you are the guest, so you may as well give us a good story. Uh, mine was Christmas as well, but I just got a new job like three weeks into it, and they were like, "Oh, we're having a Christmas party. Do you want to come?" So like all the stuff stayed afterwards, and we were allowed to drink like the stock that was left. But um, we, I was offered a bottle of prosecco, and what I wasn't aware of was the other two bartenders I was working with kept topping it up. So I was drinking this half bottle of Prosecco for like three hours thinking it was just half bottle. And it was actually two and a half. Like four bottles of Prosecco. That's amazing. Wasn't aware of how much I'd had. When, then went and did shots and beer and everything as well. Like, this was on shift as well. Like, I was still working during this. Um, and then wondered why, like, I couldn't do my job properly. When we went into the actual like party thing that all the staff had, and I was like, I we did a secret Santa, yeah. so I had to go up in front of all these people that I'd known for two week, two three weeks, stand at the front and be like, "This is the person that I've got. Here's what your gift is." I have no recollection of saying anything, and apparently I gave it to the wrong person, and that person then realised <laughs> that it wasn't for them, and handed it to the person who it was meant for. She loved it, and apparently I fell over on the way back to where I was sat. Were you on a stage? Please tell me you were on a stage. I was sat on the table. That's worse. <laughs> like a bar table. So You're smart, room. aren't you? You're a smart one. Oh, no. I, can, and then, I, I, can, I can feel the like, intelligence. I've got no recollection of any of the other secrets down there. Bear in mind there's about 30 people I work with, and I went fourth. Oh dear. At least you went fourth and you went last. Exactly. And then they were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And then sprinted and like was throwing up for the entire, the rest of the party. I have, I have a couple of good stories of when I've been drunk. And I think my favorite one to this day is the story of the chair. So in my dad's house, in my dad's house, there is a red leather chair downstairs. And that's usually where I'll sit if I get if I go to get drunk. I'll sit in that chair because I know the one I was going to sit next to me, and no one can get near me. 
So I'm safe. I'm safe in this chair. And it was either a week or so after my 19th birthday, I want to say. And I had been drunk for the whole week. I, I had not taken a break and I was just drunk for the whole week going to college and stuff. And <laughs> I remember this night very vividly and to the point where I've had so many people tell me this story. I've been like, oh shit, I do not remember any of this. But the basic gist of it is I drank a bottle of gin to myself, straight, with no mixer, and I was in the chair talking to people and just stopped. Like, I mean, like, you disconnect from a call mid-sentence kind of stop. Like, you, you've been on Discord and someone's disconnected from a call and you just, like, didn't hear the end of that story or whatever. I did that and I remember waking up in my bedroom and my light was on in my room. I had one Doc Martin on. My jeans were unzipped, but on. And I was wearing a shirt. The same shirt I was wearing that night. So I assumed that someone had carried me to bed and put me in there. And this is where it gets interesting. Apparently what I did was I fell asleep with my glass of gin in my hand. And I fell asleep just in my chair. I just nodded off like that. And basically I took my head to the side and nodded off on myself. And I got up while everyone was talking to me, put the glass down and went to bed. I didn't say anything. I didn't make eye contact with anyone. I just got up and I walked away. And I do not remember doing any of that because apparently I managed to take one boot off. And then I think my second, my, my second favorite story is more of just, it was funny. And it was the other night, um, me and Kate went out in Lincoln with some of our friends. <laughs> and I picked Kate up to go to a uh -oh. club. So I cradled Kate in my arms and ran up the street. I didn't trip over yet. Um, and we got to the top of this street and realized we went the wrong way. So I put Kate down, looked on the maps, didn't know where I was going. And then one of our friends told us, oh, they've gone down here. So I proceeded to pick Kate up again and sprint to where these people were to keep up with them. Because I, I don't know Lincoln that well. And we were going to a club and I had no idea where it was. So I picked her up, ran down this street, and I tripped on something and launched Kate down the street, as well as myself. And as I was falling, I remember grabbing Kate as tight as I could, because I was like, okay, if anyone's gonna get her, it's gonna be me. Yeah. So I grabbed Kate as soon as I could've, and tried to like hold her in my chest so that she didn't fall, out, like, fall too badly. And we scraped at least like a meter from where yeah, I tripped. Yeah, like I, I, I have, I'm missing. Like this was the other night. Like this was like two, three nights. Okay, it's like two days ago. And oh, that's interesting. Um, and I, I've, I've actually removed like a couple layers of skin from my knee. Um, it was, it was so funny because I remember like being dead in my tracks, like blank face, like, are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, you get like your head under, like your hand under my head, so I didn't smack my head off the concrete. Yeah, but like you bruised all down my left side. <laughs> but I remember like looking at you, like, "Are you okay?" 
No. You, you, you sat there and confidently went, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And I was like, okay, good, because I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you slept and I was like, my elbow hurts. And I looked and you managed to like bruise the length of my arm in the like pattern of my jumper that I was wearing. It was like, that broke my arm. But I love stories like that where something really bad happens, but no one cares. Because we carried on and start and were dancing in the club for like four hours after that. But added context for the rest of the night, my best mate that came with us also broke his wrist. <laughs> yeah. Um, so context for that, if you ever go out drinking, make sure you've got a tidy room. Yeah, he did not, he left everything in front of his door. And when he got in absolutely wankered, just face potted. So if, if you ever are going to go out drinking, before you even start having a sip of alcohol, make sure you tidy your room of big objects you can trip over. I, I have a tidy room for that purpose. I can literally launch myself from my door to my bed and land on it and be fine. I did reason also have a glass of water next to your bed because you are not going to be able to get one when you get back in. All, all times, all times. Always have glass. Honestly, a good you habit. Well, but not priority. A good habit to do is just have a glass of water when you go to sleep. That Because it also helps you sleep. Because if you're hydrated, you can sleep better. Gabe's I, shaking his head. I disagree as well. There's nothing right. you can do to make me have a better night's sleep than like being... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've got insomnia. Yeah. So, Gabe, what's your what's your best slash worst drinking story that you've got? I really just I, I couldn't tell you because most of them I forget. I mean, okay, fair enough. Uh, I have memories of you singing karaoke at one point in um, karaoke. Odin's. Yeah. You mean just random songs that we had on? Yeah, it was when I was drinking with you two and Ben. I I sing the songs that are on all the time if I know them. Yeah, me too. Like, like, we're like not, the most black. popular ones are like, yeah, any yeah, other black yeah. song. We're not gonna take it. Uh, really? No rest for the wicked. Ain't no rest for the wicked. Ain't no rest for the wicked. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. No, that happens all the time. It's not really specific mm. enough. Yeah, we have a Spotify playlist called Scarlet uh, Black Daydreams and Scarlet Skies, and that is the playlist we will play every time we get drunk without <laughs> fail because it is our playlist. It's mine, mine, Gabe's and Ben's playlist. We always play it when we get drunk. And it is so good. Like the songs in it are a complete mashup of all of our genres put together, and we can play it for any of our friends, and they'd all love it because there's something for everyone in it. It is the most random playlist. <laughs> it didn't start out that way. It started out as a depressing playlist, and I just started adding metal and like indie songs to it, and then it became this, and it's. And then I got hold of play adding songs to it, and then it became good. The only thing, the majority of what you added is Boy With A You, can I don't like half the songs. No, no, really. no, no, I've also added a lot of AJR and Cage the Elephant. Yeah, which, uh, yeah. Cage the Elephant I would have added, but AJR, no, probably not. So, the, the next topic I have, because I have a few, is choices. So, I think the question I'm going to go with is, what is one of the best choices you've made in life, and one of the worst choices you think you've made? We're, for context, we're only like 20. Like, I'm I'm 20, Gabe's nearly 20, and Kate's 19. Fucking feel 50. You're 20, wait, fuck. Hmm? You are not 15, shut the fuck up. I said I feel 15. You feel 50, I feel 15. Um, Kate Depression. is the of us. Mm. And then it goes Gabe, then it goes me. So, 
I will say my best choice and then we can do that and then I'll do my worst choice and we'll do that. Yeah. Sound good? Mm-hmm. So it gives you guys time to think. One of the best things I think I've ever done in my life was deciding to move to my dad's house because my mum and dad split up when I was, uh, I, I was 10 when they split up and then 16 when I was able to choose where I lived. Mm-hmm. And basically I used to go to an engineering college in Scunthorpe, which is where my dad lives. And I went to this engineering college and would travel from my mum's house to my dad's house just to go to college there. I went there for about five weeks and decided I didn't want to do it anymore. It was about five weeks. It was longer than that. It wasn't, because I joined college late, five weeks late. Oh, okay. So I was there for five weeks and my dad talked me into going to normal college and pursuing something I actually enjoyed rather than doing engineering. I do enjoy engineering, just the things they were teaching me were similar to the things I learned in school. So uh, he told me to not stay there and waste what little time I had at college. And he told me to go to to normal college. And that was like the choice to move in with my dad was the best one I could have made because it inhibited, it, it allowed me, not inhibited, it allowed me to do a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to do. Like I met Gabe and Ben through college and it was one of the best decisions I have ever made. So yeah, carrying on from that. Kate, Gabe, which one? Maybe. Um, honestly, probably playing Halo. Alright. Because I think, like, the knock-on effect of me playing Halo 2 when I first got it, well, first got laid my hands on the Xbox at a very young age, has led to what basically got me through primary and most of secondary school. Like, I met a lot of people that I, I really wish were still on Halo during those days. Like, I I was basically a pro player at the age of, like, 11. Um, that fucks well, I mean, yeah, I suppose so. But, I mean, I had, like, all my time was spent on the game. Like, I'd, I'd come back from school. I'd get up early to play the game before I went to primary. And then c- come immediately back, immediately into the front room, immediately on Halo. Um, That was my daily routine. Like, it was just Halo and nothing else, really. Um, so you could even say that was an addiction. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, I had nothing else. Like, I, I had no friends at primary school. There was one girl that came over occasionally. Um, but I was in a classroom of 14 girls and one of a male and the other guy ma- like bullied me for like the beginning of primary and then he left and then another guy came in and he was a bit of a prick to be honest um, I know him yeah I know you know him we've had this discussion <laughs> before um, yeah. like I-, I didn't really have many options so I just kept to myself and went online and I met this guy called iWatermelon007 and he was the guy that connected me with a lot of people for custom games. And most of my like enjoyment from my younger years was just playing custom games with like twenty people. Um, I remember one game in particular was called Fat Kid, and there'd be a really really slow zombie with a gravity hammer, and he'd ha- and he'd have to basically run away from. Oh no, you'd have to chase like these really fast like, um, like oh, other players basically. Along, like, a, an obstacle course. So it's a bit like Death Run, but someone's chasing you. It's No, it's a bit like, um... No, no, there was there was Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt originated in Halo Reach, I believe. Or Halo 3, at least. 
Well, I mean, Duck Hunt was its own game, but no, but I mean, no, but I mean the, the Halo version. Yeah, you know what? When you play in GTA, we have a sniper really far away. Like, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, one... and someone's running left. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the first iteration of that was in a Halo game. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the first iteration of that was in Halo. But uh, remember? So, oh fuck, what was I going to say? Sorry about Halo. I'm sure. No, yeah, no, something about Halo, but I can't remember what game mode I was going to talk about. No, it doesn't matter then. Um, Alright. <laughs> but so, so Halo was the thing that like made you socialize in. Basically, you, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to see that because my socialization mainly came from me talking to people in school and trading Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards was the big thing in my primary school. So that's how I made friends. I had to trade Pokemon cards. This is how I can do the age gap whilst I was washing monsters. I remember that. Remember Bim Beatles? <laughs> no, Club Penguin. Penguin. Club Penguin. Club Penguin is what I played. Yeah. yeah. I, used to, I used to come home, go on to Sub-Zero, that's the server I used to play on, and I'd just walk around, I, um, was it uh, Minecart Surfers or something? I used to play that and try and get a high score every time, and I at one point I had the highest score at my primary school, and I was so happy with it. Um, so Kate, what's your best choice that you've made in your life so far? I think definitely moving to uni. Like, because originally I was going to get an apprenticeship back home and, like, stay living with my parents. And basically Odin talked me into going to uni. I mean, <laughs> essentially at the time it was because we were together. And then I think we broke up just before I came. We, yeah, it would, It was the summer of 20... 1944. 20? Yeah. No, 2021. Because the it... summer of 2020 is when I moved to uni. Yeah, yeah, so it was 2021. Um, uh, yeah, and I got talked into it and I was absolutely terrified and it's kind of ended up as i was very very anxious before i moved to uni like i would have like daily panic attacks like i would i miss five months of college because i could just was too scared to go well that and covid but oh this was after it wasn't after COVID because covid lasted it was happening but like after it became less serious yeah when it became the norm yeah, yeah. i would i didn't go to college because i just couldn't face talking to people so I would just stay in my room, like, all day, every day. For me, I was quite excited for uni, but it ended up just being boring as fuck. I mean, it was pretty good, but I got a job. I moved in, and the day after, I had a job interview. So it ended up I got out, like, straight away. Um, like, okay, so we've done good choices. Mm. Uh, for bad choices, mine is probably always hunting for a relationship. That was, that's, that's my bad choice. Because is that really like, a choice, though? It's more of an instinct at that point. Yeah. Okay, so here's where it gets weird. A choice would be acting on it. Yeah. In, in my life, I've, since a very young age, because of my parents' divorce, I've made it, like, I made it a goal in my head to have something my parents never had. And that's a happy, stable relationship. So I never got the whole dating thing. I'd always be with people and try and stay with people. And that's on that's that's my bad. And I was trying to force relationships where the other person wasn't wanting to be involved in it anymore and I was the only thing trying to make it work. So I I think that is probably the worst choice in my life that I've probably made. And it's it 
I'm at the point now where I've realized I don't, like, I've just gone through a pretty bad breakup in my head, and the past couple weeks of how I've lived my life, it's changed so dramatically. And a lot of people that I used to speak to, I've started speaking to again, and it's all developed in a way in which I feel like I've become more of a person now than I ever have been. Like, I've got the podcast for a start. It's something that I fucking love doing. I enjoy doing it so much. And I've got a lot of my friends that I had stopped talking to back. And it's just so different how I now can live my life. Um, the only bad side to it is that I've had to move back home for a bit because I was living with my partner at the time. So I've moved home, but I'm, I'm glad I've done it. Because I get to be with my family, well, my dad. I get to be with my dad, and I get to be with my friends a lot more. And it, it, it is, it's a good thing that's happened, but it was a bad thing that I was relying so much on someone else to make me happy. So that's my bad choice. <laughs> Gabe, Kate? Um... I mean, your definition of choice is a bit wonky, but I mean, yeah, again, I understand that. Hmm. What's um your worst choice that you've made, maybe? It's very difficult to say because I regard the past as not really a. I don't. Every I mean, bad, every bad choice in quotation marks you make is is more of a learning experience when you after it. It's like if you repeat the same bad mistake over and over again, that's a bad choice. Well, that's know, that's where which my... is why I think you. But the thing yeah. is, though, it's not the issue with yours is is you're very instant on it, I believe. Yeah, my okay. Maybe a better way to phrase the question is maybe not the worst choice you made, or it's more of a what's the what's the decision you've made that's given you the best outlook? I guess does that make sense? Probably getting weirder, to be honest. So, what are your exes? Well, it's not really specifically exes, because as much as I hated Gracie after the breakup, I learned a lot from it. With Leah, I was just kind of bored, and I was like, yeah, sure. And then when she wanted more from the relationship than, you know, I could actually give, it kind of ended poorly, but I mean, like... So, uh, overall, it was a decision to be with someone when you maybe weren't ready to do that? No, I wasn't ready, we just wanted different things. It wasn't like a good match from an outlook like outside perspective i mean not really we had somewhat similar like interests like we got along mm. but... but that's that's not enough you need to you need different interests for it to balance it's like from my personal opinion you need to have some similar interests no we had way different philosophies on life like we we did not match in that way we had arguments over the way to live life very often yeah She's very much a negative person. Like, she doesn't look outward at all. So are you sometimes. No, I'm yeah. not, though. Okay, I'm, always wait, looking at, I'm always looking at how to improve. I never go, oh, that's the dead end. That's, a, that's a different question that I'm going to ask. Alright, well, that's my answer. Exes, but, then. Uh, anyway, uh, so, Kate, worst choice you've made? It's kind of similar. It's, like, definitely going for people that I'm aware I shouldn't be going for. Like, I've dated multiple people that I've been like, there is no way that this is going to end well for me. 
and like like um, Odin knows most of them because I think for most of them I would come to you crying afterwards <laughs> like realistically you've you've spoken to me about a lot of them either yeah. after or a little bit after it's happened yeah so realistically any they all but one person I've dated has been in like you need this is what you're going to wear when you're going out of the house, and you are not allowed to go out of the house unless you're dressed like that. So that's that's a very toxic trait. That yeah, a lot of. But it's like I... you can't be friends with this person because I don't like them. Therefore, you have to not like them. See, there's um, there's a difference between saying, "Oh, this person's a bad person," and this person I don't like, so you shouldn't see. Yeah. It's also um, men. I'm guessing all of them have been other men. Kate, Kate's very no. Kate's... That's really surprising. good friends with a lot of men. That's, that's yeah, a, that's a, that's that's gonna cause a few red flags with some people, but it definitely does. But also within context, my course at uni is an all guys course. Yeah, I know. Not many people are going into any STEM system, so the fact that you're going into engineering is quite. I'm going into robotics, so yeah. For, for context, Kate is a robotics engineer. A robotics engineer. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So that's what Kate does at uni. Me and Gabe, well, I do computer science. Gabe Which does, is still a male-dominated uh, society. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, there's, there's no females in my course. There's none in mine. There's a trans. No, it's not in mine either. There's three in total. Three girls in your course? Yeah, but there's more than one class. Right, okay. Like three girls on the course, but not technically with me. I'm with you. Well, that was an interesting subject. I like that one. That was good. Um, so, I added this to the list because of what Gabe was saying a lot about philosophy. So, what is your philosophical view on life? Like, we'll use, or let Gabe go first, because he's probably going to be the best one that's, to... That's a very know. difficult question, because there's a lot of aspects to life. Yeah, I know, but, um, like, in a... If you were to sum it up in one... Okay, one, nihilism's bad. You're gonna have to go into more detail than that, buddy. Well, I can't. <laughs> right, okay, so if we're talking relationship wise, well, I mean, it all kind of stems from the same thing. If you're making the same problem over and over again, there's something wrong with what you're doing. There's also something wrong with what you're doing if you're contempt. You should always look at yourself as, I could be better than this. And mm. it's a matter of making small changes every day, every week, whatever, to slowly get to what you could be. So recently, Gabe, you've come to a new agreement with yourself, haven't you? Because I remember you talking about tell, talking to me about this the other day. So started... it's not it's not necessarily just agreement with myself. That's more of a political view. Like I've learned a yeah, lot but, about. But you've you've been like picking things out in your life where you want to improve. Yes, you well, haven't. Gonna... Yeah, you haven't openly done that a lot, or at least from what I know, you haven't openly done that and said about it to me. And recently, you've been talking a lot more about it to me. So, what what brought you to that, like... Okay, uh, well, first of all, I think there's always been two aspects of my life which I always have been critical of. And it's my health, like, my general physical shape, and how I am socially. Um, general physical health is like, oh, it's easy to point out. I'm slightly overweight, and my muscle mass is a little bit lower than I'd like it to be. Um, but when it comes socially, there's a lot of aspects to that because it's not just me. It's how I interact. It's it's you know other people I interact with. Um, it's also like I, it's it's very difficult to explain because it's not just it's not linear like other things are. Like you can't okay. graph it out. It's more. 
Okay, well, we could we could put it this way. There's, there's three points which I'd like to work on. My The way I speak, I'm too rushed into it. I don't speak, I don't think before I speak, generally. I have a filter, usually, and I'll think about what I'm about to say before I say it, but it's not very, uh, it's quite concise. It isn't, it isn't, like, in-depth. Mm. Um, there's also who I speak to. Uh, usually not a lot of people. <laughs> well, yeah, but then there's people I do speak to, sometimes quite bad people, influence-wise. Um, um, I think a better way to phrase this question is, so, from a philosophy standpoint, what is the best way you believe you could improve your life? That's 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 more, like, to the point, right? The answer is I don't know yet. Well, you, but you've got things that you can work on. You've yeah, said... well, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got things I can work on, but like, I have to work out what makes it better. It's, like, trial yeah, and so, error. Yeah, but they, that's, that's, the, that's the whole philosophy part of it. Like, your philosophy, okay. you're going to pick things um, out. About my life. life hasn't had much discipline in it. Right. So I need to discipline right. myself. I need to make my bed. I need to watch spots immediately. I need to go for walks. I need to do something recurring that I stick to and cannot defer from. See, that's that's something where our life's different. I'm I'm too... I feel like I might be too disciplined. I don't think you are. Like, in, okay, well, from... I'll give you my point of view to this. Discipline's transferable, though. That's the issue. This is, this is the thing. In my life, I've always been taught, do the dishes, make sure you go outside at least once a day, don't, don't drink every day, don't do drugs, don't um, smoke, don't do this, don't do that. That's been my, my life has been, don't, don't yeah. do this. And that I mean, is, that's, how I've, that's how I've been raised. I've been raised, don't, don't, don't. Where, in retrospect, being at uni and living the life I've led, to this point, I've realized a lot of those things have benefited me because I don't not do the dishes. I always do the dishes. As soon as I've eaten something, I'll either wash the plate up, rinse it, or put it in the dishwasher. They're yeah. the things I do. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I've got my own routine that I'm set to do. I do 10 push-ups. I then go downstairs, I make myself a cup of tea, and I get some breakfast because I know I need three meals a day. And if I wake up really late, I can't do those things, and it causes me to come in some discomfort with myself because I haven't done something. It's like, um, I know a lot of people, when they go out drinking and stuff, they'll forget to brush their teeth or something before they go to bed. It's the first thing I do as soon as I get in the door. It's like, I've got to go brush my fucking teeth because they're going to be disgusting. And it's something I've, 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 I've got it built into me that I must do these things before I can rest. And it's, it's, it's partly why I can't relax a lot of the time i'm a very on-edge person and is, you might not see it that way but i am a very on-edge person because i'm always I, I feel like i'm expected to do more with my like being like being somewhere i'm meant to do more i go to my friend's house and i'll like do the dishes or something because they're not done even if i haven't used them <laughs> the thing is though you will have a lot more success in life because of this than me I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, no, no, it is. A lot of discipline equals success. You cannot waste time. You cannot rest. But currently, my bed is not made. It doesn't matter. You, you're fucking. And, you're getting drunk with but, us. Yeah, no, no I you'd know be that. in bed if it want if you weren't up with us right now. The reason my bed's not made is because I was on a deadline. Because I had to go, <laughs> I had to go sort out a job earlier today, hmm. and I came home and I didn't really care about it, and it's still not made. 
Mm. And it has actually put me on edge a bit more. Because <laughs> I, I can see it in the camera. And I know it's not made, but that doesn't make me less productive. And there's a thing where people say, if you make your bed, no, you are more productive as a person. It's not the bed itself that makes you more productive. It's the fact that you've got a routine of doing things repeatedly, no matter how tedious or annoying it is. It doesn't matter that you've missed it. It's the fact that you've, you've built in this routine where you do something, you do something, you do something, you do something. And you keep it up daily. It doesn't matter that you miss one. The fact that you've got that built in, I haven't. I can get up one day, not do the parts, not not walk not like I sometimes i don't even get out of bed like yeah it's you you do that less to the extent i do so you get more work done therefore you are more successful it's not about I, the bed itself it's about the the connection between discipline and getting work done see you know you're saying you're very like not disciplined hmm. i I'm feel not. like when we live together we're both going to help each other a lot because we're going to move in together we are moving in together and I feel like when we do do that, you'll pick up a lot of my traits from doing that, oh, and yeah. I'll pick up I'll pick up some of yours. And I think that will be a good balance for both of us because, obviously, you're saying you're not very disciplined, and I'm very disciplined. So I will make my bed, and I'll ask you when you come downstairs or something. I'm like, oh, have you made your bed today, and you'll probably go. I'm gonna go do that. That's thing. I am I am insanely forgetful. Like my I have no RAM like whatsoever. <laughs> um which you probably help with, yeah, you're right about that. But I, I will be like that external RAM you've installed from Google Chrome to help you go <laughs> I downloaded some RAM, yeah. Downloaded some RAM. Well, what about you, Kate? Uh I know how your parents are like, so what would you say your like discipline is? I mean, I feel like my parents aren't as disciplined as you expect them to be, as in, like, like you've met my parents a few times, and, like, I feel like you expect them to be really strict with me. I, I, I know they're kind of strict with you, but it's more leaning towards the fact that you go outside. Yeah, I think it's, it's not the fact that they were, like, very disciplined with me, and, like, I had to do as I was told. It was more like, my mum's got quite bad anxiety. And that kind of just rubbed off on me. So it was like, if I hadn't done something, it wouldn't necessarily be my first instinct to go do it. It would be, I'm going to panic about this thing rather than go do it. Right. Because I don't know. So like, they know I haven't done it. So me fixing it isn't going to fix anything. I guess it, it, is, it does come from a lot of different backgrounds because I, I, I know what my parents were like. My, my dad was very busy. He was always at work or doing something. He used to work on ships, so he'd have to go out of the house before anyone else would wake up. Yeah. Whereas my mom was always at home, and she'd be doing her ironing job, or she'd be, like, taking us to school or something like that. And if we hadn't done something, it would lead into some sort of... I'd get a reaction from it. Yeah. Not going into too much detail. Um... So that would happen, and then I'd have to do it, because if I didn't do it, I was going to get that reaction. So I'd have to do it. Yeah, whereas mine was, for the first, like, 12, 13 years of my life, I didn't have a brilliant relationship with my dad, which I don't think I've ever told you. But, um... <laughs> oh, never mind. But, um, basically, my dad had, was working a job that he absolutely hated. He just couldn't get out of it. And it was... It, wasn't like that sounds makes it sound like it's dodgy it was like a normal job but um 
basically my dad had a lot of health problems stem from it so he'd come, he'd leave for work at 5am get back at 5pm and obviously be absolutely done in so he would just snap at me for anything and be like in the worst mood and I feel like a lot of my anxiety stemmed from that because it's like oh shit like dad's gonna be home soon and I, and I could feel myself tense up like my dad's an incredible guy like he would never do anything but it did like make me very very anxious to be like around people so I lived within that. So what would you say is like, so for context, like I heard your dad on a phone call the other day to you. Yeah. And that is a very different response that was given from that. Yeah. yeah. So how do you think that's changed from you moving out and doing your own thing and being an adult? Like you're an adult now. So what do you think's like changed from that? I think realistically because I know now that I don't live with them and like I have a job I pay for myself like they send money to help me but I try not to touch it like it's there should I need it but if end of the day I don't want to need it um I think I kind of for the first few months I definitely like just rebelled against everything my parents ever taught me so my parents hate tattoos and piercings and I currently have six tattoos on my nose pierced just for the sake of, like, my parents adored my long hair and I've just cut it all off to above my shoulders from being, like, waist length. So it was instantly just, like, do that. But, like, I'm, I'm very aware that, like, even though I've moved out and I am an adult and I do my own thing all the time, that I'm still very much under control of my parents. Like, um, the phone call you heard the other day was my dad having a go at me because my, like, my share my iPhone location was off. And he couldn't see where I was. And he had to... My mum had to have my location on at all times so she could see where I am. It, it, but the way the phone call sounded, it wasn't like he was having a go at you. He was actually no, like, talking to you like a genuine person. Mm. So that must, that must feel really good, right? It kind of does, but it's also in the context of, like, you are still aware that you can't do what you want to do. Okay, so there's still, like, a controlling factor to it. Yeah. Okay. It, very much like you are still doing what we're going to tell you to do like why are you at this person's house and then i will immediately be very anxious of being like why am i at this person's house like i'm at my mate's house that's it there's nothing yeah there's nothing wrong with that you're an adult you're allowed to go to your friend's house whatever i will still panic and be like oh shit i didn't tell you i was off to my friend's house so what about what about you gabe since you've been to uni like how has things changed has anything changed not really because um, I've been to your house quite, I, I'd say a substantial amount of times now. I've stayed at your house, like, more than enough. I don't think you've know... been, you've definitely not been as around as much as I have to yours. No, yeah, but, like, for how, for, like, getting a gist of how your parents act, I feel like I've got a good I don't think you for... do. They act fairly differently when people are over. Well, I I less vocal, that. definitely. Well, my mum isn't, my dad is. But, yeah, no. Okay, so, on terms of your mum... Yeah, I I feel like I know how she's like more as a like as a mum figure because I feel like your mum is a mum to everyone. She tries to like she tries to be yeah be there for everyone at all times because um, basically for context, staying at Gabe's house you get better breakfast service. You, you stay you stay there you wake up and, and coffee like, at like there's, there's tea there's tea there's coffee there's toast at all times ready for you as soon as you need it. Um, but like they're also very aware that we're adults and we want to drink, and they'll they give us space. Um, but I don't know if that's what it's like when it's just you. 
but I feel like your mum's very much on the side of, oh, do you need lemonade for your gin? <laughs> and she'd be like, oh, let's go to the shop, let's get lemonade. Pretty much. Oh, I just go down myself. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, so, like, being at uni, and then going back, because you, you went back for two weeks recently, and you spent most of your time at mine. Mm. <laughs> but, um, like, do you feel like some of it's changed, or is it all kind of the same, or? It's all the same. Fair enough, then. <laughs> I, I mean, my brother was more of a dick than usual, but, you know, he's been pent up in him, so he doesn't take it out on him. Well, he does definitely take it out on my dad. He's a massive twat sometimes, but, like, as soon as I got back, he was immediately on the fucking let's annoy Gabe train. I, I feel like it was more of a, I want to hang out with Gabe, so the only way I No, no, he's always like that. He's always, like, if I'm in a room, he'll always be in that room. It was really bad when I was with Leah. That's that's because he misses you, though. He does not miss me. He fucking hates me. I, devil in his eyes. I got the devil on my shoulder. <laughs> nah, um, I, I, not much has changed now. Not really. Okay. Well, on that note, female jobs. Really? Oh, now, let's let's go into um, a diff completely different aspect of it, and I've got quite a good point to lead off on. Go I've gotten my first job in a bar, and. I'm a front of house staff, and it only just clicked to me that I'm front of house staff because of who I am as a person. I'm very bubbly, I'm very lively, and I've got I've always usually got a smile on my face when I'm in public. So I'm quite easy to get on with, quite easy to talk to as a person. But I'm not on the catering side of things, I'm on the bar side of things. And at the place I'm now working at, a lot of the people there that do all of the waitering on tables and stuff are female. Mm -hmm. So, what do you guys think of the whole females will usually work um, serving tables or doing uh, more jobs in that sense? Okay, well, generally, women are better with people. Men are better with things. Okay. Psychologically and wise, that, yeah. Well, no, it's definitely psychological. And, you know, job-wise. Like, just everything-wise. Men tend to go towards things and value, like, material. Women tend to go towards people. It's why there's a, there's a massive difference in nurses with female-to-male ratio. And it's why builders, there's a massive difference between men to women. It, it, yeah. It'll always be like that. I mean, there's a thing in Scandinavia where they are the most woke and non-agendered country, or continent, sorry, and there's a higher difference between male and female work ratio. Than the risen, you know, of the West parts. It will always be like that. And I think part of that comes from because feminine, what females, sorry, are more catered to, you know, children because, you know, they have to birth them, them and then take <laughs> care of them. Like, definitely instinct wise, yeah. And men are generally the providers. So they're like, oh, you know, what, what providers? Oh, yeah, things. So you're saying the, the more maternal side of women is what brings them closer to those jobs? Yeah, well, people, yeah. Definitely. Okay, so on like that point, Kate, you want to be a um, an engineer. You want to be a robotics engineer. Yep. You want to create limbs for little kids that can't have an arm or something. Yeah, so, which links to Gabe's thing of I want to do it specifically for little kids. However, you don't, you don't want to do it for adults, do you? You want to do it for the kids. I'd love a robotic yep. arm. If you want to chop my arm off and give me a robot arm, fucking fine. Okay. I would, uh, I would definitely opt in for a Thanos. I, I no, I'm not a Thanos. Got like, cat, you know, cat from Halo. Her arm. Oh, mm. 
But yeah, I mean, realistically, it is walking into the room, and I am never once chosen for any of the things. Like, there's been a hell of a lot of times I was like, and a teacher has explained something to the class, and I have had a separate teacher walk over and explain something to me separately, for no other reason than I'm a girl. So it's not even that you need to help with the subject at hand. It's that I've had the same amount of teaching previously as everybody else. And I'm on the same level as about 50% of my class. Because my class, some of the people have taken courses more linked to the subject than I have. But, like, not everybody has. And this is the teacher I was telling you about where I just don't like them. And this was basically, I'm explaining this, do you need it simpler? I'm going to assume yeah. But it happens at like work too. So like you, you're like quite high up at work now, aren't you? You're like managerial kind of area. What are you doing? I'm a cocktail bartender. Really? You mm. need help with that. That's the simplest shit in like ever. It's not that I need help. No, with but they it. assume you need help. That's it's, it's a lot of times. It's like because I was a waitress at the same place before I was a bartender. Because yeah. I had the training originally, I kind of waitressed and then, like, I'd work a six-hour shift and for an hour of it I'd be on the bar getting trained. That's kind of shit. People are dicks. People are dicks. That's the assumption I've learned. Saying misogynistic is right here, right? It's very misogynistic. Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. That would go right. I think this is an ample way to... It's not incorrect. There might be reasons for it, but it's not incorrect saying it's misogynistic. Well, you could take it like that, yeah. It's not... Like, even the people I work with are the loveliest people. Like, the place where I work, there's nobody I dislike at all. Everybody's incredible. Before, like, if that comes up, it's not like I've chosen to work somewhere where I get looked down on. But even with, like, my managers, all my managers are men. And it'll be like, I'll go fetch the stock from the back, and as soon as I've got out of the stock room, one of the guys has come and taken it off me because I just can't be strong enough to carry it. Which is fair, I suppose. But it's not, not because I've already got from the back of the stock. Yeah, if they they take credit, that's a bit bullshit. But But the other side of it is that you do have a couple medical conditions, like your knee. If I need help, I'll ask for it. But you 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 should be able to do it and then ask, oh, do you need help, rather than just them taking it off you. Yeah, because I've actually been hurt from someone taking something off me. More than just taking it yourself. No, as in like physically hurt. As in someone's come to take something off me, and the way I've been holding it easiest for me, they've trapped my fingers within what I was carrying, and they broke one of my fingers. Oh fuck! <laughs> like, like I knew what I was doing. Or it's like, um, like old men come to the bar. Of course. Like, like if I I've had it where I work now, where someone said, "Oh, we've got a tip for you," and I've gone okay and turned around to get something to, for them to put the tip in. Because we're not allowed to put our hand out. Like it's a, I work at a fancy place. Like you've got to put yeah, it. You meant to put it on like a, a plate or something. Aren't you? Mox's tip jar. Yeah, yeah. Mox's tip jar. But every single girl I work with, including me, has had someone put a tip in their back pocket when they turned around. Like full on, like mm. yeah. Um, Honestly, if it's a really old guy, though, I wouldn't blame them. They've grown up differently to us. There is that, but then it's also you've been alive long enough to know that that's now not okay. But they haven't, though. If you've grown up in a time where that's okay, that's the norm, it's not. Yeah, but it's not been the norm for, like, 30, 40 years, so if you haven't learned by now... I suppose so, you, you, can't te- you can't teach an old dog new tricks, so it's just a general... 
you can't. I will not you, but you can. Yeah, no, but that's not the the point of that quote. It's not literally. But it should be. It, it could be, but it's not. Unfortunately, it, it could be, and people know that quote well enough to be, to deny it. That's that's the yeah, but it isn't denied. That's the point. If we're talking about people, yeah. it's just not. It's just normally the assumption for women that if you're doing a job where a man's doing it, you're not going to be as good. Well, I mean, there is sectors where that is going to apply, like building anything that requires physical strength. There's always going to be males above you, but you can still do it. We can do it, but it'll be like, I can't lift as much as you do. No. Well, but I like, expect you to. Yeah, exactly. But like, parts of it where it's like, like specifically at my job, I work, I'm the only female bartender. And I'll be making a drink for someone, and then they're like, there's just a comment made that they think is harmless. And it's like, basically, you think I'm not capable. Like, someone's ordered a drink, like, an, like a whiskey old-fashioned. That is yeah. so, hard to make. Or, like, seedy old man drink. Yeah. I mean, I like old-fashioned. <laughs> me, me and Gabe will sit at the bar and drink old-fashioned. But... Yeah. <laughs> It's been this much. It was like, oh, do you know how you doing that love? Or like, oh, oh no, no, no. To be fair, old fashions. There's three different ways of making them. That's fair. Nah, yeah, but... old fashioned. You could get. It's like, what type of whiskey do you like? And if you say Irish, uh, American, or uh, Scottish, or English, you you do not want to get an argument with someone who has a favorite old fashioned. You're not gonna win. It's out of that. I'm sorry, but there's water in it. No, you can't have water. Ice? Nah, no ice, mate. Just just whiskey and whatever. <laughs> Make me an old fashioned, but no ice. And I'm like, well, realistically, I'm giving you a glass of whiskey with the sugar in it. Like, well, yeah, I, <laughs> whiskey, sugar, water. That's it. Or yeah, um, cherry. Some water, people like cherries in it. Except I need to dilute the sugar water. So it's like, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> and then it's a cherry or orange usually, which is just <laughs> orange is significantly nicer. <laughs> the point I was gonna go with with this like topic was, what is your both of your perspectives on? Like the night nightclubs slash um, strip club industry and female workers being in there. Okay, so I think it's a very easy route for women to go down that lane, and you know, rightfully so. Men are stupid and impulsive, and also driven towards you know uh, sexual sort of desires, which is something women can take the job of fulfilling that, and. It's an amazing, it is an amazing, efficient fucking tap to men, male resources. So well done. But there's also sort of stigma or bad reputation you can get from it, which is, you know, rightly deserved. I'm sorry, but it's just the easy route out of doing decent jobs. So there's a, there's a sort of, there's a sort of thing where I, I believe, like, if you take that sort of job, like, say you're going on OnlyFans, you, have, you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't get, a, you can't get out of that. That's always going to be with you. Um, yeah. but I think like people like I don't think sh I don't think people that should be necessarily looked down on, but there's a difference between doing something for you know other people and doing things for yourself. Like if you're working as a doctor, you're obviously going to be valued more than someone that's on OnlyFans or Pornhub or whatever the fuck. Okay. Uh, I think the same goes for stuff like tri strip clubs. I think like so on that note. <laughs> I want to ask, because Kate, we've spoken about this the other day. Yeah. Uh, you had a friend that applied, and, like, if you don't mind talking about that process to give some enlightenment. I'm not going to say any names, any locations. No, yeah, don't, don't say names. My friend that knows I know isn't going to know I'm all about them. 
hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically one of my friends applied for a strip club. And the initial applying process was most places, I think it differs between places from talking to different people because, I mean, me and you now know a few strippers. Mm. Conveniently, I mean, it bizarrely comes in quite handy for like conversations like this. <laughs> These conversations do not come along very easily, they only come along in podcasts. Yeah, exactly. But, um. Make sure to write us five stars on Spotify. <laughs> But it's, um, yeah, she wanted to work at a strip club, and the applying process for this particular one, which I've also applied for, but on the bar, um, has been, you need to send a photo of you in bikini and heels, mm-hmm. and that is all we're going to rate you on. Mm-hmm. And she was turned away because of how she, like, was physically built. Uh-huh. Well, that's fair, because, like... But it was not... Fair as in, like, she did not leave her room for two weeks because she was so conscious of what everybody thought. Okay, let me put it this way, right? If if you're going to be a banker, you're going to need to do, you're gonna need mass, right? If you're going to be a builder, you're going to need to be able to pick up a fucking brick, right? If you're going to be a logger, you're going to need to chop down a tree, right? So if you want to be a stripper, you're going to need to be attractive to a certain degree. Okay. But, but this isn't an unattractive girl. This girl is incredibly Maybe pretty. they just have better, though. If they have a certain quota for how many people they need, you're going to pick the best. Okay, so, Sorry. real quick, to give Gabe some insight on the industry, because we've got a bit more than him at this point. Yeah. That's how like, things Where, work, though. But this is the thing. Everyone has a niche and everyone has a gimmick. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Like, there's there's, there's someone for everyone. I get that. So... Basically, if anyone applies for a strip club, they'll probably, or at least this is the way I'd like to think it, Kate, you can give your response after, but yeah, I believe that they try and fill a quota to have so many people looking like X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you'll, have, you'll have people looking like X, and if they, that's what people, because that's like maybe, say X is the highest grossing interest. They, they hire more people for X than Y or Z. But they have to hire Y and Z mm-hmm. to make X possibly more appealing, but also fill the demographic to what people want to see. Mm-hmm. Does that mm. make sense? So what if they were just low on X and not low on Y and Z? But that's that's the thing that we're trying to betray. Like, is, yeah. that, is that a fair way to hire? Yes, them? absolutely. If you want to be efficient, yes. But it's in like... If you've got people willing to work for you, mm-hmm. and like, they're not like X is what you want, but they are Z. Realistically, like, is it you're probably worth hiring them because, like, ten. That's, they that's taking it. That's taking it from the standpoint that they were the only one applying for that job, though. Yeah, which obviously they weren't. Exactly. Like, I live in Leeds. Like, there's a hell of a lot of people here. So you'd you'd pick the person best fit for the job that you need. You would. But most places will do an interview where it's instead of just looking at you, you you will come in and they will judge you off. From what I know about strip clubs and what I have learned about strip clubs previously, is that maybe basing people on X, Y, Z is not the way forward. No. It'd be more based on, okay, um, say the strip club has poles and stuff, can they use the pole? Do we have to train them? That would be another factor that you'd have to put in because if there's someone who's fully qualified but maybe doesn't just quite hit X, you'd rather hire the person. You have to train less, right? Yeah, I think because the way Gabe's looking at it is 
get all right. There is there is X Y Z, and that is it. Yes. Yeah, I know. Right. Okay. So I I I know I know about pole dancing. I've watched Mark Bar's video. I get it's quite hard, and it requires a lot of up a lot. But but the thing is, I can do it. It is incredibly hard. But you need a lot of upper body strength, though. That's the point. I can pole dance for one reason. Um, in my mother's house, there was a pole because she used to do pole fitness, and I learned how to do it from that. Uh, I... I was never a stripper, and I never will be, but uh, I can work a pole. <laughs> Obviously. My best friend's mum growing up was in the same pole fitness class as your mum. I was tried to te- be taught it, and I, I promise you it was like a cartoon, like the squeak sound falling from top. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I think if if a company is to hire someone and they are using poles in the strip club, I think a lot of strip clubs do. I don't know, but I'm assuming, on the assumption that they do, then I'd more base them off of, yes, how attractive they are, which is very misogynistic because I. It's not, not really. No, it that's is, the job, is, but that's, that's the job. I know, I know it's the job, but at the same time, it's very misogynistic because the whole industry is very misogynistic. Well, that's the industry. Yeah. It's it's t- tailored for men to get their resources. It has to be. But in that the, sense, the customer defies the project, right? It should be done to the point where, how can this girl or whoever? Because it can be men. Men do work in strip clubs because there are gay strip clubs and mm-hmm. there are it's for women. There and they get the exact for, same thing. That's way to put it. There are strip clubs for women. There are strip clubs for gays. There are strip clubs for lesbians. There's strip clubs for everyone. 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 So I'll take the entire be, stock. It should, <laughs> it should be. I think it should be more based on how you can present yourself rather than just a picture you send us. Yeah, unfortunately, that isn't efficient. But it is, because it if isn't, you... It isn't efficient. It isn't, it isn't efficient, though, because if you can... Say, okay, real like this, right? Say there's a strip club, um, like Tinder, right? And you just swipe left or right, on depending on who you want to hire. It is way more efficient to just get the prettiest fuckers than the but ones that might lead less training. But it's not, because if you get the girl that's, like, perfect, like, example of what you want, but for the love of God, she can't talk to a customer, you're not going to make any money from this girl. She looks not- good, yeah, she is. But, but it's but it's not just that because a lot of I believe I don't know again. Okay, I don't, I don't think know. you understand how horny men can get. It doesn't matter how well she talks. It's like, I promise you from experience, I understand how horny men can get. Exactly, it doesn't matter how well she can talk. Um, but it's it's not just that because there's also sales involved. You yeah. have to sell shots. You have to sell drinks. Even it's, if you are a stripper, you want to make tips, and it's it's based on survivability as well as you being attractive it's okay. more you need to sell this dance and you want to sell ideally the vip dance which is like a couple hundred pounds if not more depending on where you work rather than like a 30 minute lap dance which is maybe like a 100 quid not even so ideally you're going to want to sell the most expensive so you're going to have to be talk to this person and be like i promise you that like this is worthwhile that you want me to do this doesn't matter so, like, oh my God. But as well as that, they don't get paid. Getting drunk. They get paid an hourly rate wage. I'm they sorry, pay... I'm right. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. They don't get paid. They get paid an hourly wage, wage, but most of their money is made off of tips. Like yeah. in America and how restaurants work. That's incredibly bad way. Tips are terrible. 
Mm. Um, but that's how strip clubs operate because they make most of their money through tips. Mm. And the and owners get to keep the most. From, no, but that's it. From what I've heard, it and doesn't matter how many, how much, how much tips you make as a person. Everyone goes into that tip jar mm. and takes out as much as they want. It's not just you. You yeah. don't get, you don't get the tips you make. You get a percentage of it, which is where it becomes horrible. It's where from we've got a friend that is a stripper. Yeah. And like she was kind of explaining to us that she goes in on some nights and like she's made like a significant amount of money on certain nights. I think. Like, so can we just all agree like, that strip clubs should just all be closed uh, down? Can we just agree that 15, and move on? Fifteen hundred. I think she made like fifteen hundred pounds and she got two hundred quid of it. Yeah. So she's been going. She showed us like she's made like a whole spreadsheet to be like. So she can she can get what she's earned. Like she's yeah. made it, but she can show it to her bosses and be like, "Look, this is what I've earned. Paid me, or I'm not coming back." She should, really? she should just work on OnlyFans. It's so much more profitable, like ridiculously more. It's not. It is not. It is not. Have you looked up how much they work? For? No, no. But if if you're doing OnlyFans the same time, like the same amount as you're doing. Oh no, you'd have to job. do it completely differently. You'd have to treat it like a exactly. massive social. That's you. You have to. But you, you can you can fund your life off of that. The best way I can explain it is like you have to do it like streaming. You have to be oh, on Oh yeah, no, yeah, 100%. At this time when people expect you to be there yeah. and then you have to give in to their shit views and whatever they say. Well, obviously. But which isn't, it's not a comfortable way to work. No, a but you get a shit ton of money for it. It's you know, going a, lot, a lot of streamers have depression, anxiety, they have self-esteem issues. And now imagine that, but 10 times worse because you're a stripper. Yeah, it's got to be, you have to look kind of good. Fault, Just don't be you a stripper. Like Sometimes, like, something's happened to you and you feel like shit, but you've got to look <laughs> Just don't be a stripper or someone on OnlyFans. Get a normal job. Like, I'm not qualified to do anything else. What do you mean and you're not qualified? Like, feeding, like, myself and other people, or, like, having somewhere to live. Then this is... Get, do well in school. Like but everybody else. Everybody. Do, do well in school, perfect. like everybody else. That's not everybody does well in school. Exactly. But they have to do if they want to have a life. But not necessarily, because there's certain jobs where it's like, my little cousin did shit in school, and he's doing incredibly well in, like, an industry job. Yeah. Because that he just wasn't skilled in that aspect. But, like, over the aspect, he's incredible. This was a very good topic, I think. It was very good. I think we should definitely ask Ben about it, because I would like to see his input. And I think I'll do that at the start of the next one. But, for my final point of this evening... And I think this will be a good one because we're going back to the first episode. Clubbing part two, Electric Boogaloo. Is that your point? So, my the point, uh, the, 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 that should be the name for this one. Um, mm. <laughs> even though it's like the last, like, however long we've got left. Um, so, Kate, you go to a lot of clubs compared to us. <laughs> and you enjoy going to clubs. And whatnot, and mine and Gabe's points. You you f listened to the first podcast. You know what yeah. our points were. Um, so, what is your outlook on clubs? Because I've got a slightly different one now compared to what I did. Yeah, because you will do. Your your significant other isn't grinding on other people. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we went clubbing together like two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you, your experience on it was like, I have to guard my partner because something's going to happen and I need to be in control of it. Because testosterone. Yeah. Because testosterone, because whatever else was in the situation. Mm -hmm. 
And I think my perspective is very much like I'm going into this with the intention of having fun with my friend. Like I go with my flatmate and or like the girl I work with. And we go, we get drunk, something happens with someone, something happens with something. If it doesn't, we're just screaming the songs in a corner. And we're loving life. And it's been like, that's kind of what happened when we went. Where it was like, it was just like a group of people just, like we'd met them that night, most of them. You, yeah. So basically for context, we went out the other night and I was with one of my friends from college and I had never gone out with him before. And I had an absolute blast. I actually stayed until closing time. And it's given yeah, we me got... a, slightly, a slightly different aspect to it. Because I've realised going out with people you actually enjoy being with is very different to going out with someone you feel like you have to protect or be with. Yeah. Like, you can go to a club and still be protective of someone. But you don't necessarily have to be, like, around them all the time. Like, um, I don't know, you were saying as well in the first podcast, you were like, if you want to meet someone, then clubbing is not the way to do it, like, friendship-wise. I still believe that. But I still believe that I've made friends in clubs that I still speak to. Okay. And there's a big group of people I that I... it differs I'm, from male to female, to be honest. It definitely does differ, as in, like, contextually, you were like, it's hard to meet partners at a club. And it's like, realistically speaking, I've had this conversation, I think, with you before, where it's like, I can go up to someone, speak to them for less than a minute, and pull. And there's like, there's no... no oh, there's nothing, there's nothing like that for us. Yeah, I can literally, I have gone up to someone and gone, hi, you're cute, do you have a girlfriend? If the answer's been no, I have then gone, can I kiss you? Why is it backwards? It's not backwards for me. Is it not? It is for me. Is it, for context, he's trying to show us an image. Yeah, it's. But um, it's been like, "Hi, you're cute. Do you have a girlfriend? No, please, can I kiss you?" And like, you always ask. You're not, I'm not an animal. But like, and that's happened. And the the bet made some of my male flatmates: how many people can you pull in this amount of time? And the answer was fifteen in two hours. Fucking hell! Just for the sake of literally repeating those two sentences. It's significantly easier for women, Odin. Why is that a surprise to you? It's, it's not, not. This it's is Lincoln thing. It's not a surprise, but it's like... It's, I still shock. it's a bit shocking to hear that that's how easy it is for women to go into a nightclub or people of a female body to go into a nightclub and pull people. It is really that easy. But it is that easy. I think, I feel like if I was stood in a nightclub and someone came up to me and asked that, I, I'd probably say no. Like, I'd be like, I don't want you to kiss people, me. Like, hmm? people do say no. It's not immediate. Like, every single person's like, yeah, all right. It's like, let but, me dance with you first or something. Tell me your name first. But let me go on a date with you first. Yeah. But I guess but, that also stems from my bad decisions. I, I yeah. have never slept with someone that I don't want to be with for the rest of my life. I've never, like, done that. In your um, head, like, if I'm dating, if I'm sleeping with someone, you have to be someone that I see a future with. Otherwise, yeah. there's no... I don't know if you think like that, Gabe, do you? Not anymore, no. Not really. I mean, I feel like... I don't see a future with anyone. That's the point. I just don't. I feel like it's better when you see... I've done both. I feel like it's better when you see a future with someone because it's like... I don't think it is at all. You you enjoy it with someone, rather than 
I'm just going through the motions right now. I don't think I enjoy it at all. I just hate the impulses I get to have it. And then when yeah. they're gone, I actually feel fine. It's the same with fight. Like oh, I have a massive like urge to just punch something. And that I feel good from. It's not the same for the other. It's not the same. Um... Well, okay. Um, so, Gabe, you've been to, like, one nightclub, right? Yeah, the Frankenstein. Well, two. Okay, so you've been to two nightclubs before. Yeah. Do you ever see yourself staying there till closing time? Um, it depends who I'm with. If I'm there alone, no. No way. I'm just going to go to a pub right. and drink that. So, if, you're, if you were to come out with me, I say, do you think you'd stay till closing time? If they had good music, yeah, sure, why not? I I agree with that. I, if we can find a corner that's fairly you know fairly isolated, yeah, sure, why not? It's not, even, is... it's not even like fairly isolated. Like as long as people aren't barging into me. I'm no, like I mean, like if we can get like a seat to ourselves or a table or you know a corner. See, I, I think tables pushing it because some do. I want to sit there and go like this a little bit because I'll sit in the booth and go. Yeah, well, yeah. that's fine, but. For context, I'm boogieing. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, just like moving my arms. You're doing a little shimmy. <laughs> a little shimmy, yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of the way I I see. Like I've I've definitely got a different outlook on it now because of the fact that I've gone with people that I've enjoyed spending time with, and I've not worried about anything. And I I went out and vaped on my own quite a few times. Just because I, I wanted to go vape and no one else wanted to come, so I just went on my own. Um, and I was fine. I actually, I, I spoke to a guy for like 20 minutes in the vape area. Is that me? Yeah. I just went out and spoke to a guy for like 20 minutes for no reason other than the fact that he said to me, oh, what's your name? Hmm. But um, it is definitely, I've definitely got a, def a different outlook on it. I'm not, like, I understand my old outlook of, I don't get why people go unless they want to meet people and pull, but I don't understand why people would go to meet someone they want to date. Yeah. So I think the clarification there is you don't go to nightclubs to date, you go to meet people. Just to, like, meet friends. And yeah. Maybe pull yeah. I think it definitely depends on the way you approach it. And obviously, if you're going up to someone that's incredibly drunk, and be like, do you want a poll? You're going to get nothing else. I mean, you might, but if you do that, again, that raises some issues. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing that I have definitely learned is if you've got a partner or someone who goes out a lot and they don't stop doing that as much because you're with them, then there is things you need to think about towards that. So yeah. if... Okay, so for example, if you're going out with someone and they go out maybe once every two weeks and they like message you when they go, um, they message you while they're there, just like, oh, I'm alive, lol, <laughs> whatever. And then on their way back, they message you, do you want anything from takeaway? That is completely like acceptable. That is something that, if anything, you should expect because. A, they're probably just going out with their friends. B, they'll probably tell you exactly who they're going out with because they want to stay with you, but they also want to go see their friends. There's, like, definitely a conjunction there. And 
you don't have one without the other. If you're in a committed relationship of some sort and you're with them and you are committed to that, they will definitely be like, oh, I'm going to go out tonight with um, my friend XYZ and they're bringing their friends XYZ. Um, I'll, I'm going to have a good night. Um, mm. Don't like wait up for me or anything. Um, I'll message you when I get home. I'll message you when I go out, whatever. That's them trying to make sure you're okay and trying to involve you in a way where it's like, look, I know you don't, if, if you don't like going out, then they're like, look, I, don't, I know you don't like it, so I'm going to go. And I'm not going to invite you because I know you don't like it. I'll still ask you, like, do you want to come? But ideally, I want to go have time with my friends and go sit in a nightclub and sh sing shit Disney songs with them. That's kind of the, the vibe that I've got in my head now, compared to what I had. But there is definitely a twist there where if they are going out every week on a set day, that's, that's off in my head anyway. That's weird. I don't know if you think the same, Gabe. But if they're going out every week on the same day... Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think... That's very much, I'm going to look for someone. Like That's with intent rather than just, I'm going to go have a good time. If they're like, oh, it's Tuesday, I'm going out. I'm going out Saturday. And you're not invited. Yeah, um, no, that's... That's... Yeah, sketchy. that's not right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a sketch right there. Yeah. I disagree with that, though. Okay. Like, different clubs nights. Like, in London, there's a thing called Indie Thursdays, where you go to a club, and basically, I go with my mate, and we just scream, like, Sam Fender, like, your stereotypical, like, going out songs. Like, they're more pub songs than the club songs. Yeah, but the thing is, like... Yeah, stuff, like, stuff like that. There's a difference between going, you know, for stuff like that, and going without, like... Odin wouldn't even get an invite. You mentioned that. Yeah. He's very secluded from it. He's alienated from it. If he's secluded from it, yeah, fair enough. If it's like, hey, I'm going to like... Also, Odin wasn't okay with it either. Yeah, but I love it. And if there's no it. compromise at all... Yeah. It is, yeah well, it I wasn't going to bring that into it, but yeah. <laughs> but No, but that's the point you're trying to bring. There's, two, there's a very, very fine line between... Just going clubbing there, every week to... There is a, a decisive point where there is a difference between those two things. Because yeah. the indie night sounds sick, and I'd want to go to that. That was my sort of limitation, but go for it. Anyway. Um, but, like, when, when you're going out every week to the same club, that's when it, like... It's weird because it's... In the situation I was in, I knew it was going to happen every week. I wasn't okay with it. I'd say I wasn't okay with it, and it'd become an issue. Because in in my eyes, you do this every week, and there's a set date where you'd go out with your best friend or whatever every week. And it's like, okay, but why won't you invite me? Also, Jem was 100% talking shit behind your back. <laughs> every yeah. night. Every night. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of those facts. <laughs> I feel like it definitely depends on your partner. Yeah. I think I think it also, like, there's a lot to it than what I've said. There is definitely a lot more 
that can be spoken about and talked about in that scenario. I don't think so. She broke your trust before. You don't just gain it back that quickly. Um, and it does develop from there. And it's, again, it's one of those things where if you aren't, if you aren't comfortable with that happening, speak up about it. And if there's no compromise, then that's clearly that's A not lack for of you. That that person doesn't care about that part. Maybe I still feel like there's quite a fine line with that, though. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There is a fine line. Like, there's nothing wrong with going partying or going drinking. Yeah. But if you're yeah, doing not... it, if you're doing it against the wishes and especially alienating them from it. Yeah, I think that's when there's an issue. But you also kind of have to be like, like I've been in the situation where my partner's been like, like I don't like it that you're going out. Please stop. And it's kind of been like I don't want to stop because you told me to. Like that's that's different because any- I've. In the situation I was in, I never said stop going out. I yeah. said maybe, like, give me a weekend. Like, but then it very can qu- it can quickly turn in, in someone else's head of like, you don't want me to go out with my friends. You want me to prioritize you, and I feel like I need to have like a gap or like a separation because I mean, you like you get very dependent on your partners, and you've. <laughs> I've already said that, but that's yeah. why I'm. Being who I am now, um, but it's it was never that dependency because the way the way my previous relationship functioned was we all lived together. It was me, her best friend, and then them. That was the whole group, and we they'd spend as much time with their best friend as they would me, and then say. I don't spend any time with my best friend. Right. That was the overarching scenario. Yeah. Which is where I saw issue in it. Like, you you did spend quite a lot of time with your best friends. You don't need to go out with them. You can just sit and watch shit films with me for an hour and then go to sleep. Especially when they used to come to me going, I don't want to go out. Yeah. And then go out. <laughs> Yeah. There is, again, there's a fine line, and knowing where that line is is very dependent on the person, I'd say. Yeah. So that's clubbing part two. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, all intensive purposes. What uh, time are we on? Um, one and a half hours. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 15 past two, mate. That's a, this is going to be like a, 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 I think that's a good point to put it off at. Yeah. No matter, we could do longer if you want. We could. We could but... do six hour streams, like, it's fine. Oh, Jesus Christ, you can split, you can edit them. <laughs> well, Very much. Them. I mean, I could edit them, but you could just keep it six hours, that's fine. Yeah, but you can't upload that as a podcast, can we? Yes, you can. That's <laughs> because of this. You can pause the podcast and replay it at any point. It doesn't matter how long it is. It's <laughs> a good point. He's got a point. Content yeah. is content. Plus, there, I've been on a six-hour train ride, right, to be honest. That's a good point. A six-hour train ride, only downloading one video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even a video, audio file. Yeah. I, think, I think we leave it there. I think that's a good point to leave off. Any, awesome. any finishing notes? No. Nope. Uh. 
Clubbing's good with the people you're with. Clubbing's good depending on the people you're with. Don't go with people that you don't trust. Or Def- don't like. <laughs> or don't like. Or alone. Simply. Or alone. <laughs> well, okay, wait, 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 wait. Going alone can't always be a bad thing, because if you're social enough... I'm sorry. Me. No, it doesn't matter if you're social enough. If you get fucking wankered and no way back... Good point. Okay, fair Like, one in point. the morning. Uh, you're a bit fucked. It's you don't... Clubs close at, like, four or five. There yeah. you go. That's even worse. Nah, Uber's around. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I've, I've been Odin. Have you? No. Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Alright, well... <laughs> Today's host was indeed Odin. Uh, kind of, maybe. Probably signing off soon. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's staying on. He's staying live. So. Uh... Um, I'm Odin. It's this has been Gabe. Thanks. And um, this is Kate. Thanks. Uh, have a good one, guys. <laughs> See you. <laughs>